Bray? Trudy. Where is Brady? Where's my baby? Trudy. You left her. You left her behind. Trudy, you saw. You took me away from my baby. You kidnapped me. Take me back. You had no right. Do you not know who I am? I am the Supreme Mother. I am the Supreme Welcome to Series 3, Episode 17 of Conversations on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 3, Episode 17, the screenplay was done by Harry Duffin. It was directed by Janet Stubbins, and the episode synopsis we read out by myself. The rebels argue over what to do with Trudy, while in the mall, the Guardian settles on a scapegoat for her escape, and the mall rats worry that their involvement will be betrayed. Sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know what this means, but I, this episode had me laughing the whole time. Make of that what you will. <laughs> no, we're saying the same Yeah, thing. <laughs> We are all on the same page. I mean, I was going to start by saying, you know what? Oh god. Right, so the episode starts. I'm gonna have a little mini mini rant. Episode starts with Ellie just coming out of the cage nonchalantly while these unchanged, unwatched Morats are just having a huddle, talking about everything in plain sight, braiding each other's hair, and it's just it's just ridiculous. I found the whole the whole thing ridiculous. Like why aren't these Morats just walking through the sewers and walking away? Why, panel, why? Why? Uh, um, I don't think because they're too dumb to find their way out. Malnutrition does that to people, right? Get <laughs> list. I just the levels of suspension of disbelief. Okay, I mean they're just. There's just no barriers, no reason for them that they can't escape. There's just none. Zero. Well, how <laughs> else is Max going to get mad that he just brought back Trudy? I... Yeah. You know, it's... The... Besides, the mall is nice and warm. It has food. <laughs> <laughs> I sure, cannot. there's a couple of fruitcakes, but, you know, they're used to Tyson and Trudy, so... Yeah. Oh... Um. The hair they, braiding scene. The they do seem pretty comfortable. Braiding scene. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, I can't. At least when Jack was still around, they had to do stuff, and it was scary. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what was the point of Ellie getting in the cage. I thought <laughs> in the last episode she was meant to get there so that if a chosen saw 
her in the cage, they would think it was still a supreme mother. Yeah. But the fact that she just casually leaves and the chosen are just nowhere to be found. What was the point? What was the point? And the epic error in that. I mean, Ryan bolted that cage door in the previous episode, yet Ellie doesn't have to unbolt the cage door. <laughs> How? I don't know. Magic. I don't, I don't know. It made no sense. <clears throat> yeah, I thought she was supposed to be the imposter. I pretended to be Trudy for as long as she could be mm-hmm. in the cage, but no. <laughs> Just walked out. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, don't get uh, it. Maybe, 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 maybe Luke just told one of the other guards. Yeah, you know, um, just stay away from the cage because yeah, there's an imposter in there, but he's pretty and blonde, and I want her, so you know, stay away from that one. <sighs> just let her go. They were all too distracted. That's all. That's all I got. I have absolutely nothing. I didn't yeah, even try. <laughs> I didn't even try. Like Harry Duffin, I'm so sorry. You had to pick up these pieces, and you, you couldn't do anything with it. It was just they gave him nothing yeah, to work. Yeah, no, I feel so. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Her escaping like that is one thing, but the hair braiding. Oh, stop. <sighs> The whole scene is, the whole setup is so dumb. It's ridiculous. You can't take it seriously. You can't, you can't, you don't feel any fear for these guys at all. You're just like, I don't, my suspension of belief, like, went to go get milk and cigarettes and hasn't been back for a really long time. Um, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Oh, no. There's nothing. I I just, this is silly. In, in, in this way, they deserve to be captive if they're that stupid. Pretty much. Listen, yeah, no, they, they seem I mean, awful comfortable just, where they are. J- just just look at the Very. at the level of competence of their guards. It's Bro. <laughs> they're there because they wanted to be there. They just didn't want to do with Celine and fully go over to the dark side. I don't know why none of them would try to get out, especially when Casey was planning on leaving. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't they be like anybody else who wants to go now to let's go? Like this is yeah, this is yeah, this is so dumb. I just want to like, why couldn't one person, just one line of dialogue to explain why they're not running right now? Like, wouldn't it be cool if one person was like, hey, you guys, the guards all are gone. The sewers are uncovered. Why don't we just like make a run for it and then just come up with some half-assed excuse why they can't. Just anything. Just anything. Acknowledge the fact they're completely unwatched. (laughs) Just the simple fact of, okay, all the entrances are locked down now because apparently Trudy escaped, so... You know, like they should have been locked down after the attempt on the Guardian's life, but apparently the sewers they don't know about it. <laughs> they don't know about that giant green door. <laughs> Trudy never told them about that exit, you know? It's like that hole in Jurassic Park at the last scene, and our heroes are about to be eaten by the raptors, and the T Rex just comes out of nowhere. And it's a great moment, but you're like, what door did the T Rex <laughs> walk into the visitor center? <laughs> like, how'd it get in there? <laughs> No, no, no. Think the, about that. The, the, the <laughs> door to the sewer entrance is like the room of requirement. It all the, that door only appears if you truly need to get out and should get out. <laughs> only if the plot permits. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just not there. It, that that's I mean, as plausible it, as anything. It gets worse when you think about where the door to the sewers is and what the chosen have been using for that area. So like it doesn't make it makes even worse sense. Like they're literally on. sitting right next to the they sewer are door. Sitting right there. All the time. 
<laughs> they have their meetings and everything there. So how that is the backdrop. Oh. Yeah. True. Well, just didn't tell them where those tunnels lead because he wanted the option of you know escaping with her kid or wanting her prince to save her. Whatever. Man. Uh, it's just dumb. It's just. It's just dumb. Harry, w- <laughs> Harry was left with absolutely nothing to work with. There was only God one thing he was able to do in this episode, and that was work with Trudy, because she's the only one who still has a compelling storyline. And <laughs> yeah. that's the only place he was able to deliver anything. Everything else, he, was, he just threw his hands up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever. the Bray and Pride stuff was pretty good. But... Yeah. yeah, there's some Harry sprinkles here and there, but it, yeah. it was difficult. He had his work cut out for him. <laughs> It's like the Titanic, and they expected this guy to plug the hole yeah. with like bubble gum and duct tape, and he was just like, "Are you kidding me? The mail room is underwater, guys." You went to the mall, and you're telling me that all you could rescue was that fruitcake. What about the others? What about Ty San? Well, they weren't going to execute Ty San. It's complicated. I'll explain later. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? He risks everything to rescue that. Lex and Ebony are not pleased to see Trudy in the rebel hideout, with Lex upset that none of the other Morats were rescued, while Ebony wants to parade Trudy in the streets to flaunt their victory and the divisions in the Chosen. Bray Harvey insists that Trudy is not yet fit to be used in this way. And yeah, Alice, I'm going to start with a Lex rant here because this really pissed me off. Lex, 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 Lex. This is this guy. This is Lex who has been secretly going to have sex with his wife in the mall several times, not caring about taking anyone else as he's going to and fro. And he has the audacity, the nerve to turn to Bray and say, Oh, you didn't save anybody else on your way out. How dare you, Lex? How dare you? I, I've got no time for you. Seriously. You're just there having sex with your wife. Please, don't even turn around and say, you're not saving anybody else. Come off it. <laughs> I think that says it all. That's it. That, oh. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Oh. I couldn't think of a dumber line of dialogue to have him say. <laughs> for real, like, how could you make him even make him say that? It's just so ridiculous to come out of his mouth. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what makes it worse now the they have not shown a conversation with lex asking his wife to leave the mall with him no. the only person who actually had that conversation with tyson was bray, was bray. When he brought when bray brought ebony to the room he said come with us tyson and she said i'm needed here okay mm-hmm. lex and tyson have yet to be shown <laughs> him trying to talk her out of leaving the mall so yes. it makes it all the worse we don't even know if he's trying to get Tyson out of the mall. <laughs> no. Listen, he just wants the thrill. <laughs> he likes well, the thrill. Is what she's there for, yeah? Oh, my God. <laughs> the danger of it all. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> he's out, and she's out, and she's with him all the time. I don't I don't know if he's prepared. They didn't really get a married life. Like, <laughs> these two could literally go for walks if they wanted to. That's how like, often he's legit. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he could have, you know, be being in those robes. He could have put chains on her and just taken them all 
He could have put chains on Morat and escorted them out. Them. Easily, he could have and taken. Acted, he could yeah. have saved people easily. That's not even a question. Jeez. And he, he just turns around like, you, you didn't save anyone else, bro. <laughs> Shut up, Lex. <laughs> How many robes they could steal by this point and just yeah. have the Walmarts walk yeah. out the doors? Don't they wash the laundry? <sighs> you want to know what? I liked season three. I liked the chosen storyline up until this rewatch. And now I'm like, how, how, why, how, oh man. Why did we never notice the plot holes before? Oh, we noticed. I mean, they're just, it's just worse now. We just didn't want to remember. Honestly, when we ask, I've noticed so far, whenever we've asked people and they've said like the chosen storylines are favorite, this is the one caveat they all seem to say. I like the end, I like the end of season two with the chosen and the very beginning of season three with the chosen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, everybody yep. says the same thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? That is a very fair assessment of the chosen. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Because what you think it's this well-oiled machine, you know? You think that he's got everything. You think that he has ram skills, but he doesn't. Right, you know, like he, he runs a tight ship, and then you see quickly. It seems like after they gain control of whatever it is, they gain control of that he starts losing his his mind. Like you really see, he's he's crazy. Um, it's not that he's a genius, and maybe he is a genius, but he's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of ruins the facade for me that he is this mastermind. In general, I can understand why the Chosen fall apart once he's taken over the mm-hmm. city. You know, when you think about how the Chosen were structured, it was a very isolated cult community. There was no outside yeah. influence in the Chosen. He kept them separated mm-hmm. from any other form of thought. And, and people got his individual attention to break them down. You know, I mean, think of what he did to Trudy. He literally took her away from everything and kept her yep. locked away, sequestered, and broke her down. But since coming to the city, one, we see they don't even keep their own, like, their own novices <laughs> away from outside influences. I, <laughs> yeah. Nobody is given that kind of attention. So there's no real conversion, no true conversion for people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm joining the Chosen because I believe in the cause. Everyone we've seen join the Chosen are just doing it because they don't want to die. They're trying to protect somebody, you know, just that's it. We've not seen anybody who is like, I genuinely believe in this. You know, you've convinced me. All we've seen is resistance. So that at least makes sense why the Chosen fall apart. It's it's like this stuff where they really fall flat and it's like you this is all you needed to really focus on and you hmm. drop the balls so yeah. hard on this you know and yeah um on the same subject like, would you think of the resistance's ideas on what to do with trudy do you think it was it was a good idea to try and parade her in the streets and announce like the, the divisions of the chosen I don't know. No, uh, no. Honestly, I don't think that would have helped because the Guardian would have instantly started a, start a smear campaign against her. I mean, it would. It would. I just don't see how it could have worked yet. Like it's too soon. It could work if Trudy was more mentally stable. Well, yeah, but like the way that the Ebony and and Lex want to parade her through the city is different than the way that. Um, yeah. You know, it's just it's different. Uh, they they. They want to show their power. Yes, you know, they want to parade her through the city in a sense that she's a prisoner, she's a captive. Mm-hmm. You know, Bray wants her to get well so that she can help them. Yep. But yeah, I think that it was smart for Bray to want to send her away. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think their plan would have worked with Trudy. 
just to be honest. Like, I get what... No, probably not. I just don't think it would have worked if they paraded Trudy through the streets. Um, I don't think that would have been enough to make the Chosen be like, oh no, they got our Supreme Mother and now we have doubts or something. I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> I'd get it if they had, they had captured Jaffa and were parading him through the streets, <laughs> you know, but I don't, I just, yeah. even with all the people who worship Trudy, I just don't see that being a breaking point for them, for the Chosen. I honestly, I think it would have made them annoyed more. It wouldn't have made them lose belief. It would have made them get angry that how dare they take our Supreme Mother from us. Yeah, but I don't think it would have anything to do with, like, Trudy, per se, and, or more, it would be more no. in the sense that they weren't able to Just do their, symbolism. their sacrifice back to Zoot, you know, give her back to Zoot. They weren't able to complete that ritual, and that's what it is to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think that there would be some annoyance, but I don't think it would be enough to, to really do anything. It's just not a smart move. I feel like it would have emboldened the Chosen. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, because Jaffa is still in the right state of mind to turn it all, to flip it in some way, because he's good at doing it. I mean, and there's, there's no way they could have safely paraded her through the streets anyway. Like, no. The Chosen would have attacked it, it would have been a disaster. That's crazy! <laughs> I mean, maybe if she was in the back of a Jeep and they could speed <laughs> off when they needed to. Right? Otherwise, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work, guys. <laughs> Yeah, and at this point, she would run back to them anyway. Right. Are you planning so. on parading her through the streets, guys? Time All she wants to do is get back to her baby. Come on. Right, and, and she would. If she saw the Chosen, she would try to go back to them. Yeah. See, now I'm trying to picture the six of them. Like, those three and, like, three of the, you know, Gaians they've got with them. You know, just... Skirting through the streets with a poor chained up Trudy. <laughs> you don't actually want to be seen because then you'll get caught. And then it's like, what's the point of this whole charade? I don't get it, guys. How is this supposed to work? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the whole point. It's not. Ebony's acting like Lex's idea was bad. And it's like, Ebony, yeah. have you thought well, through Ebony. yours? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. If it was up to Ebony, she would have just put Trudy's head on a spike somewhere to show, show look, this is how we deal with evil people. I think Ebony's smarter than that, though. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't want know. to make Trudy a martyr. She don't sound like it in this episode. I mean, I know, I know, not until Bray says something, and then it's, oh, well, Bray is right. Because she suddenly remembered, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like this guy. I kind of got a connection. Okay, okay, we can't kill Trudy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get back with Bray. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, you know, be sweet. No. That was a quick flip, too. It's what good would killing Trudy do? Even if, let's say, right. she didn't care about Bray. Even if she was like, whatever. Screw yeah. him. And, you know, like, the Chosen were already going to kill her. <laughs> That's why I don't think Ebony would do it. That's why I don't think that she would do it. You just did because, them a favor. Yeah. You did what they wanted. But yeah, that girl really needs help. Yeah. Bray sure has a point with that. No, and it was smart him sending her, you know, to, to Amber. I think that's going to, I mean, it's going to do one of two things. Like, depending on, because we don't really see, you know, like how it is when they first when she first gets there. But can you imagine this hysteric Trudy <laughs> just wants to get back to Brady, almost dead. Amber's alive. Here she is. Like, does she even know that Amber's alive? Yeah. Yes, she does. Okay, good. Because, but still, because they had, but still. on the day of Del's death, they had a, that lovely conversation. I ever. Yet. But you're dead. 
<laughs> yeah, well, we're going to talk about a little bit more about that decision in a little bit. But um, before we move on, I, I want to talk about pride a little bit in all of this because it, it, it kind of annoyed me when Ebony was like going like, "Oh, I voted two to one here." I'm like, well, "Hold up, is is pride not involved in the decisions here?" Like, he would he, represent ego. He kind of instigated this whole <clears> thing, <throat> by the way. And it's like, how come he hasn't got a say? Yeah. That kind of annoyed me. He, he's just, he's he like sh- taking it, not doing anything. He should have gotten a vote. I mean, he, yeah. they wanted him to have a vote before, you know, before the discussion was had, whether to save Trudy or not. And Pride said, look, I can't have a say in, the, in that matter. Because, you know, I don't know her. I don't share that past. Yet he made his choice when he went to help Bray. I mean, so why he represents the Greens. He should have a vote. Yeah. How can he not have a vote in this? Yeah. Just, no. It doesn't make yeah, sense. Just chalk that up to Ebony um, crafting the reality she wants at any given moment. Mm-hmm. And yep. she can already see that Pride has sided with Bray. So as far as she's concerned, his, he's not one of us. His vote doesn't count. And um, mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, that feels more like, you know, you could argue that's just an Ebony. Her reasoning is that... Well, when she needs his, when, you know, when she needs his vote, when she feels like she could win him over, then she includes them as a rebel leader. But at this moment, she can't use him because he mm-hmm. clearly has sided with Bray by helping him get Trudy out in the first place. So and by that, helping Trudy. That in her head, she's just like, well, he's not one of our leaders anyway. So his vote doesn't even count. <laughs> like, that just sounds like an ebony sort of thing. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, his vote, his vote isn't in my favor, so I, I would have gone along with that. Yeah, like an, it's an ebony thing if he had piped up about any of the situation. But he, this whole episode, he doesn't. He's just passive. He doesn't say anything. He is very passive. Yeah. Point on any of this, and he yeah. just goes on with what Bray says. It's like, well, mm, I don't know. Uh, I, I can at least give him the part that he leaves. You know, the conversation to go help Trudy. To take her away from that situation. That's because Bray says it. It's like he hasn't got his own vo- viewpoint. He should have a vote and a, a, a decision. They're like, no? Inconsistent with how much, say, Pride has in this at all, to be honest. They have been inconsistent since the start. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's almost like just a passive advisor on the mm-hmm. side who's the voice yeah. of reason whenever one of the leaders is going too far in one direction he, pride will step in and give a gentle word or whatever he has to say to get the leaders mm-hmm. back on track and so this again just feels like pride his level investment in this rebellion isn't that high he's here because amber asked him to be here and that's as far as he cares so trudy's gonna die and bray's like you gotta help me and he's like sure why not you know like, maybe she don't deserve to die, I'll help you, whatever. But it just seems like Pride doesn't care either way how this goes, as long as they're, you know, doing something so that when Amber gets back, they can clean this up, and then he can go home. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's how Pride is coming across to me. Like, I never really wanted to be involved in this war that much, but... I thought maybe it'd be better for my tribe if we got a handle on this ahead of time. And then Amber left me with these people. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just, sh- I'm just a custodian until she comes back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he shouldn't have proacted this war in the first place. Then, I mean, if he exactly. didn't get involved. <laughs> He's the one who pushed everyone into it. <laughs> Amber was like, why did you bring them here? Just send them on their way. And he was the one who talked her into it. Yeah. Now yeah. he's like, crap. Pride is a man regretting all his life's choices. That's where pride is. Hashtag no regret. 
Okay. That's what we got. <laughs> I mean, I know he's going through things, but come on. Because I'm not sure Pride would have cared if Bray hadn't come to him and asked him to help him get Trudy. Like, I, I don't know if he would have cared either way. That, that's, he's just caretaker yeah. right now. He's playing housekeeper. Yeah. And, you know, that, and that's something Pride likes to do. Take care of people who can't help themselves. I mean, he helped a broken Amber. Now he gets to play with broken Trudy. Yeah, I, I don't mind Pride choosing to just, you know, step out of that situation and just leading Trudy away from it. Because someone had to. Just like, what is the plan? Just trying to keep you people from imploding. I am just counting the days till Amber comes back. <laughs> I'll just be over here. Let me know when you're ready. Every day, he's just looking at Bray going, I can't believe she chose this guy over me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pride. <laughs> How is the divine child? Oh, she's fine. Very well. Luke tells me you would like to look after her permanently. Uh, oh, yes. It is a very important position. Not to be entrusted to just anyone. Well, I've been looking after her for a while now, and for a supreme mother, Trudy wasn't one but maternal. And Brady really loves me. And how do you feel about her? Oh, she means the world to me. So you would like to look after her very badly? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Good. So which of your friends called suit is here? So, meanwhile, May confronts the Murats about Trudy's escape, and they question whether she actually wanted her to, while Selene is very quick to point out that she wasn't involved. Later, the Guardian questions May about what happened, using her desire to be the one to look after Brady as an incentive to make her talk, and it doesn't take long before Casey is called to speak to him. Um, yeah, Maggie, go for it. Uh, what do you think of May? Okay. Um... I don't really have much nice to say, right? Like, I, but we already know that because she's, she's not a mall rat. She never has been a mall rat. Going, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, she never really is part of the thing that the mall rats are supposed to represent. So, her, uh, I'm not surprised that she flipped like she did. Um, but I, to say, I don't, she put a lot of things in motion. Whether, whether she realizes it or not, um, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. sweetie I so can't. you kept getting cut out, so I was just getting things like, ah, uh, screw me. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay. That's I was like, that's perfect. That works. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I think we got what was important. That was yeah. her, what was at her heart. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it's no surprise. It's no surprise that she acted the it way works. she did. <laughs> <laughs> This conversation is is more comical than it ought to be. <laughs> the tone is so bad. I don't know if yeah. Harry himself was just like, there's no way I can fix what you guys have set up and the road you've taken these characters down and the illogical sense of how so many of them are. So it's almost like he was just poking fun because this comes across as a parody. Like, I can't take it seriously, but it's hilarious. Like, almost in a good way. Like, um... Just the way everyone's reacting. I mean, Celine, Celine, it's hilarious how fast she is to be like, I had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, she sucks too. Right? Yeah. Instantly going, wasn't me? 
just the fact that they're all right there having this conversation completely unwatched over completely unguarded not concerned about being overheard whatsoever despite what they were literally just involved in i just it makes me laugh i mean this was supposed mm-hmm. to be a big deal this was supposed to be the supreme mother's execution why are there no other slaves or novices here to witness what was supposed to happen? And I love that it's just the mall rats conveniently here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that every guard in the vicinity left the gu- the, the prisoners un- unsupervised <laughs> with the Supreme mm-hmm. Mother. <laughs> the scene, it's, it's ludicrous. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reasoning behind this. Um, yeah. None of it makes sense. It shouldn't be able to play out the way it's playing out. But some of the conversations are a little funny, you know. Um, the Mallrats just admitting their guilt straight up to people they're not even sure they could trust. That's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. I understand that they know Patsy is on their side, but they don't know about Celine and May. They don't trust Celine and May, and they're basically. Alice is openly admitting, yeah, we had something about it. Are you going to say something? Like, why did you say something, Alice? Like, why don't you just guys play dumb? I don't get it. It's like you want to get caught for doing this. Uh, so stupid. Are they that, that sure about Luke saving all of them? They're so dumb. They're just so dumb. <sighs> this is supposed to be a secret. This is a secret, and you just openly admitted that you had something to do with it to people you don't know if you can trust. And then you have the nerve to be like, oh, no, what if they come get us? Like, maybe they would have (laughs) kept your mouth shut and just played ignorant. Maybe you deserve it. How Mm -hmm. Seriously, how hard is it to be like, holy crap, what's going on? You know? What? Yeah. Yeah, Like, what? I don't know. What the fuck? I was over here. I was looking for Zoom. Exactly. I, like, why would I save Trudy? She, she's the reason we're in this mess. Just anything. Exactly. And, and to May of mm-hmm. all people. To May of all people. To May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what kills me. I'm like, and you see the look on her face? Like, she's just, May. No. No. <laughs> Alice like, is silly. Calling her girly. <sighs> this conversation shouldn't be happening. May should have waltzed in and been like, you know, asked her questions and made her accusations. And the Mara should have been like, yo, what? Why would we do that? Why would we put ourselves yeah. on the line for Trudy? We were sitting right here, like with you guys. You know, we're just, you know, we're just doing what we've been told to do. You know, even throw in a, hey, I was looking forward to seeing her lose her head. I'm still mad at her. Yeah. <laughs> you have more freedom than we do, May. Maybe you had something to do with it. You know, you're the one who had something to mm. gain. You know, just anything, but not. See, uh, you no. could have wrote. Mm. Sorry, Harry. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm just gonna admit it was totally us. Don't you say anything. <laughs> <laughs> getting bored. Uh, I normally love Alice. You know, these last few episodes, I think, are killing the final brain cells. I was actually just thinking about that last couple of weeks when, because I, I was going back and re-listening to episodes in season two and how much we loved Alice. And we were gushing about her, and I specifically had said the great thing about Alice is that she never really does anything that makes you turn on her. <laughs> and I was, and I'm like, why would I say that when season three exists, right? And then I was like, wow, <laughs> season three, I blanked everything bad she did out yeah. of my mind. <laughs> That's how bad it was that I just erased it from existence. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe it's because it's so out of character for her that it's just it does, like, nope, it never happened. Like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. 
Alice was in the mines the whole time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's such a ridiculous conversation. I'm laughing because I'm like, this shouldn't even be happening. <laughs> None of this should be happening. Uh, but I do like the conversation with Gu- the Guardian and May. I think I, it's it's mostly the performances. I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I think those two are always really good together. And uh, Laura's doing a really good job in her performance. And um, so I do like that. This is how we, you know, KC's found out. I, I just think that works. It makes sense. Yes. Right? I mean, the Marats literally just admitted that they had to oh, yeah. do with this. So, you know, I. And we it, know May's character. Yeah, so I do like the way that's set up with, you know, him buttering her up, you know, and then, you know, then tell me and that she's genuinely like, okay, okay. And then it cuts. I thought that was actually kind of cool, cool kind of setup right there. Um, One of the things that Harry was able to salvage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that one little line made to Luke, though. Oh, yeah, thanks for giving me this job. There's ever anything i can do for you oh well yeah <laughs> looks uh, like surprise, no surprise. thanks no thanks <laughs> i'd like to keep my boots thanks <laughs> he's just staring at her with yeah I th- the divine child needs you more it's not a bad uh, uh, scene and cutting straight to casey being dragged out i like that yeah yep well i wasn't involved so you don't have to worry <sighs> good you must be happy for her, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course I am. Well, can you try and look it? The others might get suspicious. Uh, yeah, would you make a Celine and the exchange with Ryan here? Ryan is so done. Sassy mm-hmm. Ryan is yes, everything. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He is no, just absolutely. so done. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even pretend anymore. He's not even trying anymore. He's like, nope, this is where we are. Nope. You wanted me to be here for the baby. I'm here for the baby. That's all I'm hanging on to is freeing yeah. my offspring from your womb. <laughs> it's like the bit of spirit that Alice used to have just jumped over to Ryan. Seriously, that that's where Ryan is. He is just like he's so done yeah. and um I, I did like the sassiness of this conversation mm-hmm. and um, the way yeah. he calls her out. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna like villainize Celine for being concerned about Ryan. <laughs> like, like that's fair. That's a totally fair thing for her to be like. Please say you weren't involved because I don't want them to take you away. Of course, at the end of the day, we know the only reason she doesn't want him to be taken away is for her own needs. Exactly. But- it's, you know, okay, that's a fair question for her to ask, you know, um, but his, <laughs> I love what he says, like, dude, could you pretend that you care that she got away? Could you pretend that you're cool with it? Cause the <laughs> others, I don't even care if you are, but just act like it. Like, jeez, please. <laughs> just freaking pretend that Play you're happy part, she's please. alive. Mm-hmm. It's a little obvious. You weren't really supposed to go over there, but you did, but now you got to <laughs> pretend. Yeah, come on. Give it a shot, hun. You're so good at lying. <laughs> I was like, ooh, the pass the passive aggression is strong in this one. <laughs> so good. I love that, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. For for this episode, Ryan is the more at saving grace. Yeah. His eyes rolled across the fountain. Like he was just so <laughs> <laughs> 
He was like, because it's that moment that you start to see through your the narcissist's eye, like their actions. You start to recognize their yeah. behaviors, and you can see that's where Ryan is with Celine. He now recognizes a lot of her her patterns of manipulation, and so when she comes, he doesn't give her the benefit of the doubt and think, "Oh, she's just worried about me." He's he's like, she's just worried about her. Like he's just seeing yeah. past a lot of her behaviors now, and he doesn't have the energy or time for them that he gives her a token look i didn't do anything so you can stop wearing your pretty little head over quote unquote me even though we both know it's not me you're actually worried about and goes back to his painting you know what i mean like he's that's where he mm -hmm. is you know and i i can't exactly feel sorry for her nope <laughs> feeling sorry for celine is just not an option like she created this dynamic between them you know and you can only treat someone like garbage for so long before they're just like you know what i don't want to live in the dump with you anymore mm. he, he is basically reluctantly sitting on an egg just because he needs to get the the, the chick out you know to yep. like hatch the chick that's the only way it's not because he enjoys sitting on an egg not because he's having the time of his life it's just because it's necessary so the chick can hatch safely and that is what he's doing with celine she is carrying mm -hmm. his child and he is just doing what he needs to make sure that baby makes it into the world safely. And then he's going to run. <laughs> he's taking the baby and he's going. He's going to run. <laughs> and I, I cannot blame him for that. Yeah. I think Brian actually is the one more rat that has a valid reason for staying behind. You know? Yeah. And the thing is, if he knew he could get her out of there safely, he would. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if he had to tie her up and gag her, if he thought he could get her out safely, he would do it. He just can't. If he tried to do escape with her, he knows that she would give up the ghost. Like, that's where he is. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he knows if I actually suggested to her, like, let's run away together, she would get us caught because she would fight me on it. You know, that's where she is. She would scream as loudly as when she saw Bray. <laughs> and that's that sucks like to be in that headspace with your partner like i i really feel bad for him knowing that just knowing that looking at his wife and knowing that she doesn't want to leave these people and if i tried to get us out of here she wouldn't come with me willingly and we'd get caught you know like that's that's got to mm -hmm. put you in the worst headspace like yeah. he knows he's lost her you know and he's just yep. hanging on hanging on that's to not lose the baby just to not lose his child. Maybe he'll get her mother back on the way, but right now he can only focus on that child. <laughs> Thank you. I was just so worried about Brady. They won't harm her. She'll be okay until we sort this mess out. I don't know who to trust anymore. You can trust me. You know that. I don't deserve it. I have done some very bad things. Hey. I have. I know. Trudy, this isn't the time. But when I'm restored as Supreme Mother, I'll reward you, I promise. You can have anything you want, anything at all, just name it. Jody, listen to me. I want to help you, and I can help you. But you must do as I say. So yeah, panel, what do you make of the portrayal of Trudy and her conflicting views? Antonia ate this scene up. Dude, mm -hmm. I got chills. I cried a little bit just because I felt that, you know. Yeah, her her desire to be with her, yes, to be with her child. When she, when she says, you had no right to take yes. me back, Thanks back to lot. my child. Yeah. yeah. You, didn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there's no joy in the fact that she's alive. And it, None. It, it's like, 
if you've reached this point not realizing that everything she has done mm-hmm. is to be with her child, there's yep. no hope for you. Like, it's just, there's yeah. none, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she's pretty safe. It's all it's been, you know? And even at this moment, instead of feeling like, oh, wow, they saved me from dying, all she can think about is my daughter. You left her behind. How yep. dare you? How dare you? I am the Supreme Mother. You take me back right now, you know? And mm-hmm. even though the only thing that's waiting back for her are the gallows, she doesn't yeah. care. Take me back to my daughter, you know? And and then, you know, even when she calms down, she's still not in her right mind. She's, you know, she's just like, I, you know, I yep. thought about it and I appreciate you saving me. And when I'm back, when I'm restored, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to reward you. And I thought uh, Dwayne did a good job of, the, the look on a person's face yeah. realize someone you love has gone crazy like wow mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was this bad you know I didn't realize because even Bray apparently didn't realize that Trudy had been truly brainwashed you know what I mean he he thought of okay. her like the other mall rats who were falling under the chosen they're just trying to survive that's how he saw it Trudy was just trying to survive and now he's looking at her and going oh wow Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> a lot damn. worse. Yeah, like it's a lot worse than I thought. Um, and then you see the way he's talking to her; he's all gentle and like, okay, 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 yeah, you'll yep. be able to do that. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I think that just shows us, you know, that Bray does know how to handle Trudy. Yeah, he's learning. He's, he's definitely learning. You know, back in the day, it was you know she's he's all she had. Um, yeah. And now he's just got to learn to handle her in a different, with a different type of glove, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Antonia, she, she killed this. Beautiful. Like, oh, All the other clownish antics going on. Yeah. She was MVP of the episode. I bet she was so happy when she realized that Harry wrote this. I <laughs> 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 also like the fact that it makes you realize that, um, now, obviously, Trudy didn't want to die, but even when she was first convicted you know um first sentenced and she's talking to may she even says then it's not me it's brady and it's like it really gets to the heart of how a parent or a caregiver feels they yeah on a personal level we don't want to die you know but it's really our children we're concerned about like who will look after them when i'm gone who will love them who will protect them who will keep them safe when i'm not here to do it that's your worst fear you know, oh, and yeah. Trudy exemplifies mm-hmm. that beautifully. Like, no, she doesn't want to die, but it's Brady she's concerned about. Her daughter not having her to be there and to do everything for her. And who will ever treasure her as much as me if I'm gone, you know? And I, I did think that was done well. And who will keep that baby from true everything Trudy true? You know, she knows what kind of life there will be for Brady which what type of people will raise that little girl if she ain't there it's, that's terrifying and heartbreaking and it's it's a sort of thing that never goes away no matter how old your children get even when you're they're full adults living their lives your your fear is still there who will look after them who will mm-hmm. be there when the emergencies crop up and they need something i won't be there to help them pick up the pieces when life hits them hard. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a hundred and your child is in their seventies, you'll still feel that way. You know, it'll never go away. You want to go before them because that just feels like the natural order of things, but you worry for them regardless. 
And, you know, yeah. you'll see, you see that sometimes like when you have to say goodbye to a parent, the most reassuring thing you can say to them is mom, dad, I'm going to be okay. You, you can rest now. I'll be okay. You don't have to worry about me. You know, I've got things figured out. And, um, because that's what they're thinking about. Are you going to be okay when I'm not here? You know? And I, I, I did think they did capture that really well with Trudy. It's always been about Brady. Um, and yeah, like briefly, because we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but hearing that Scout has reported back from Amber, Bray asks Pry to take Trudy to her to protect her from Lex and Ebony, unable to trust himself to return if he took her himself. I mean, yeah, what do you make of that little conversation between Pride and Bray there? I guess it makes sense. It does make sense, <clears throat> but Bray's definitely far too trusting. Yeah. I think Bray just thinks, ah, oh, she chose me over her, so Amber would never, would she? I mean, I he's putting Trudy first here, you know, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. what else is he going to do with Trudy, with her being this broken? Yeah. She, she isn't safe with the rebels, you know, he yeah. knows that, so it's like he can't just lock her in the room. He recognized Trudy actually needs help, help he's not in a position to give her. He's actually recognizing, I can't protect her. I can't help her. And let's be pragmatic. She isn't any use to us in this state. So what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'll if I keep her here and try to, I don't know, give her therapy in my downtime, I'm still going <laughs> to be looking over my shoulder constantly. I can't, tr- nobody can trust Ebony. You know, I can't trust <laughs> Lex not to do something about this. I'll be, I'll have to sleep next to her just to make sure she's okay. I didn't even know Lex was sneaking out to sleep with his wife for Pete's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I can't protect her. I can't watch her 24 seven. I can't get anything done. If she's here, she needs to go somewhere. These two can't get their hands on her. The chosen can't get their hands on her. And she so, can't run off. Yeah. Right. You know, like where could he, what could he possibly do with her? It makes sense to be like, I need to send her away. So who can he send her away to? He doesn't know the rest of the Gaians. He can't just be like, take her back to your Gaian camp. You know, the only person he knows who he could trust would look after her and keep her safe and help her is Amber. And now that the scout just showed up so that they know where Amber is, it's a logical decision, you know, for one. And he's not thinking about, I want my girlfriend. I, you know, he doesn't even think send her a message for me. He's just like, I need you to take Trudy there. You know, and I can't go because I won't come back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just grateful that once in life, he's thinking of what's best for Trudy. I mean, that's not fair. He took care of her after the virus. Yeah. But, you know, after everything that's happened, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's just realizing that this girl needs way more help than he can ever give her. I mean, I'm sure he would have liked if he had someone else he could ask other than Pride. Like, I'm certain he wasn't yeah. thrilled about sending his competition back to I their shared girlfriend. But, um, <laughs> shared girlfriend. But <laughs> what other choice does he have? He knows he can't trust himself to do it. He can't send Ebony or Lex. He doesn't know any of the other guyans enough to trust him with this. He mm-hmm. knows that pride, of above all, is honorable. You know what I mean? Yes, there it is. And he would not hurt Trudy. Right. You know? He'll make sure she gets where she needs to get safely. And that's what needs to be done. That needs to take priority over all my insecurities. The fact that my girlfriend and I don't trust each other. I, this needs to be done. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it's actually pretty, it's a pretty selfless de- decision he's yeah. making along with being a practical one, you know? Mm-hmm. 
It's bright, actually doing what needs to be done. So bravo, right. I'm going to give you a gold star, dude. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it rarely happens. High five! <laughs> I like how when he said he had to be a leader, he kind of, you know, made a little face. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's what Amber told him years ago. Or ages ago. Because, yeah, Bray's never wanted to be a leader. No. Never. He never. He's never wanted to. He's just been forced into it. He, he's been forced. He, he even does the little head shake. <laughs> he was forced to be a leader because Amber, quote-unquote, died on him. Reluctant hero over yeah. here. Yeah. Always. And now Amber's gone again, so he has to be the leader again in her absence. I do love that he didn't say something like it's what Amber would have done or what right. someone. He's oh. like, this yes. needs to Thank be done. You. Thank you, okay? Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be done. <laughs> it needs to be done. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad he had that little moment of self-reflection. Like, you know what? I, I couldn't can't trust mm -hmm. myself. If I went to if I went to Amber myself with Judy and Toe, we wouldn't come back. <laughs> we, no. I, I would stay out there. We'd make a new life. You know. Mm -hmm. Bye, guys. Yeah. Good luck. I, I'm glad they yeah, wrote, wrote that in for him because yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> What's Bray fighting for here? <laughs> hey, you know, we'll get Brady back eventually. <laughs> yes. At some point, the Chosen will get tired of playing with, her, with their favorite doll, and they'll hand her over. Harry mm -hmm. knows how to write the flawed hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know, and uh, he, he nailed it. You know, I was like, I, I just love Pride's look. On his face the whole time. Yeah, he's so confused. He's like, uh. Really? Dude. <laughs> dude, I, really? I don't think I can trust myself. Why are you trusting me with this? I mean, you can see there's a lot of emotion going on, and I love yeah. it. There's a part of him that's like, you're sending me on a side quest, an escort mission, pretty much. <laughs> escort mission. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can see that the, the only thing making him do it is like, Amber asked me to be, stay behind, and. Bray is telling me to do this, and you can see even Pride's thinking, this could be my one ticket out of here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Then there's, you can see the slight worry, like, how much trouble is Trudy going to be on this trip? <laughs> Are you just shoveling her onto me? You know, um, this is a lot <laughs> not being said behind his eyes, and I, I think Nick does a good job uh, with yes, that. Yes, like, I oh. get to leave the city, which is awesome, but I have to babysit. I get to go to Am the whole time, and I, I could totally sabotage you, dude. You know that, right? Bray's like, oh, yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Bray's like, damn um. it. I have to be a good guy. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fatal flaw. <laughs> oh, and Lex and Ebony. Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. I cares. don't care. <laughs> yep. I don't care. I don't care. <sighs> I don't think either of them made a single good point through this entire episode. I don't give a crap what either of them think about what needed to be done. Okay? They're the biggest <laughs> hypocrites on the planet. I don't mm -hmm. care. Except like, for Celine. Like, shut up, both of you. And that's why everyone's ignoring them. Just go whinge in a corner together. I mean, you noticed that their last reaction was just, oh, bro, what have you done? You sent your ex to the ex. I mean, it's just a stupid conversation. Like, they didn't have any... any point to just oh why did you send pride to amber Ooh, what happened it's like shut up it was the, it was the only it was the only dig they could take at him that's all they could do yeah that it's just they're schoolyard bullies that's it, all yeah. they have. It, it, it was the easiest way to annoy him yeah that's all they had <laughs> that's, all, yeah, that's all they had they had nothing else more solid than that so okay whatever you two <laughs> like apples how do you like them apples 
<laughs> it was nice though seeing Bray get the better of them because usually he mm-hmm. he just doesn't and I did like the moment where they were left with nothing. <laughs> yeah, I love when he goes, She's with pride. Do you think yeah, you oh, can track him? I hated that stupid gotcha moment from Lex. What was I? Why did they like? What was I? Gotcha. What, what, what was his? What was his plan? What was his plan? <laughs> After he said gotcha, I need to know. He just threw the, the covers off. Gotcha. gotcha. Like, what? What, what were you thinking of doing? <laughs> like you're. Know. Seriously, what was his plan? Sneak into the room, <laughs> announce your presence. If she had been there sleeping, how did he think this was going to play out? Right. right? <laughs> Wouldn't she call for help, scream, anything? Was he going to wrestle her out of the base? Like, what were you doing? What, was, what were you thinking? I, uh, so stupid. <laughs> it just stood out for me. I was like, Lex, <sighs> what are you doing that for? <laughs> Now, if it were Ebony, Ebony would have snuck in there very quietly and put her hand over her mouth. Yeah, and be like, hey, listen to me. Just like she did when she tricked her into going to find Brady. You know what I mean? Like, she would have found a way to be like, hey, we're going to go back and get your daughter. You know what I mean? Or something. Lex's, I don't know. He was apparently going to wrestle Trudy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) And Trudy could take him. Come on. She could. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was, there was no way Lex was going to win that. No. <laughs> she would have scratched him to hell. <laughs> How dare touch? I I really would have loved to see like an introspective moment for Lex to realize he's wasted all these opportunities to get his wife, and now <laughs> he's he's lost any chance of getting her out because the the mall presumably will be under even heavier lockdown. You know, so that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been yeah. nice. Yeah. Like I've been Instead trying it's to talk. Bray's fault. It's Bray's Maybe fault. that's why. Maybe that's why he blamed Bray and he had the audacity. He had the utter audacity. He feels guilty. Even a moment where he's just like, I've been trying to talk Tyson into leaving with me. You know, I've been trying to find a way to get us both out of there or something. But he's done nothing to get her out of nope. there. We haven't yeah. seen a conversation with them about it, and we've seen no effort from him. To figure out how to solve the problem of, well, she wants to stay to protect the others. How can I get the others out? So it's like everything you're saying, Lex, is moot right now. Mm-hmm. It carries no weight. You were the one who could have saved your wife on the beach. <laughs> yep. Instead, you saved the very man you're blaming right now. Exactly. Like, what the heck? Is that some irony mm-hmm. or what? It always comes back to the beach. <laughs> That's. Stupid in, beach in, scene. In all the way. Everybody's all the way. got brain damage. That is the only explanation. That little bump in their helmets didn't protect <laughs> Okay? I always thought that season three was one of my favorites. Oh, I am you confused. Guys are, oh, you guys have made me sad now. You're reminding me he's going to be gone. And when he comes back, he's bringing with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Three> annoying characters. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> thing about season three is it just other seasons tend to okay season one even if it may feel like a slog it's got a lot of just it's it's still just good it's a solid season season two it may start kind of weak but it gets better and better the writing the story the ball that's rolling you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but season three what's so upsetting about it is that it starts strong and then you literally are just watching as it gets weaker and weaker 
and weaker. It doesn't get better. It doesn't get. It doesn't get better. You're just watching the writing get lazier and lazier, and the, everything's just coming unraveled and making less and less sense. And it's always in the midpoint of season three where I'm just like, I think I'm going to go back to season one. Like I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I stop feeling as invested in the world and its story. And I kind of just want to go back to some good writing and some good characterization where people make sense again. And I can care because I just stop caring as season three continues to go and it doesn't pick up, which is really sad. It doesn't pick up. Yeah. It just keeps going downhill. And you know, when we get season four, the worst is that it's like the last of the good writing. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> the whole thing. And then here's season four guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah God. Oh. it's gonna be fine you guys it's fine it's cool. where are we Ep- episode 17 oh my god okay <laughs> 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 we, we can do this guys <laughs> yes. uh, oh yeah, yeah see in my memory I, season three is a blur but i've got i've got some horrible standout moments i know we're coming we're gonna see very soon it's just it just doesn't get good i can't feel any good moments from here now <laughs> Honestly, oh, no. few, but There's... it's like it's like in this episode, a good moment are the mm-hmm. conversations Trudy's having. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are bright mm-hmm. spots of moments, but it's like the story itself <laughs> is just mm-hmm. like, eh, you I, know? I mean, what about that moment when when Bray accuses Amber? Oh, it's a great moment. But it's just I give you give you guys some hope. It's, it's just a just, moment. Yeah, just those little sparks, but then yeah. the rest the- is like embers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to know what? Okay, we all like don't really care for you know season four or five, but maybe this rewatch will decide we love it. Uh, who knows? In comparison, other things have happened. Maggie, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> I know. It hurt my brain even saying. It. I, I'll just sit in here thinking I'll try. Happens. I'll try. I'll try, but it's not going to happen. Pew, pew. Mm. <laughs> I'm just trying to be optimistic. I appreciate it. Hey, you know what, Maggie? I'm with you. I'm trying to be optimistic because I have never made it through season four all, in, all, all the way through. I, I always give up. You know what I mean? So oh, I wow. think I. I think I've made it oh. a season from beginning to end once in the last oh, 20 years. You're in for a um, treat. So I, I've always given up halfway through or something like that, a quarter way through and gone back to the beginning of the show. So part of me is looking forward to taking it episode by episode and not being able to escape. You know what I mean? <laughs> not being able to escape. Being held hostage. You maybe I'll watch the episode. Maybe I'll find <laughs> something. You know what I mean? <laughs> What, a reason not to record a couple of episodes so you don't have a season? Yeah, I'm going to sit this one out, thank no, you. you're all going to be chained, we're going to watch it together, and so it together. <laughs> Sorry. What do you think? Well, Casey's not known for his... Why would Zook choose such a low life to reveal himself to? Why not me? I'm his voice on Earth, the guardian of the cause. There must be a reason... I can't fathom it. So, you believe it? I've known for some time that the Great One would return soon, when I had completed his work. But what was he trying to say? And why to that worm?
So yeah, panel, despite what the other Morats thought, how did you think of how Casey handled the interrogation? That kid is a pro. He's so Fantastic. good at what he does. Amazing. He's, <laughs> he's like the one perfect Morat right now. Yeah, I, I, I love Casey. Sorry. It's... Am I the only one who didn't care if Casey had given up everybody? Yeah, no, I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's based, you know, he could have died. I mean, I wasn't concerned that he would, because Casey has only given up people once. And that is literally because Top Hat threatened to set him on fire. Which is a valid reason. It is a very valid reason. And that's the only time this kid has ever given up the ghost. Every other time, no matter what, he's taken the fall. And even then, he did try to save them all. He still he tried to run. save them all. He still, he was like, I'm lost. I'm, I can't find my way back. I'm nervous. Right? Everything. I'm nervous. <laughs> you threatened to set me on fire. I can't remember my way home. You know what I mean? Like, that was the only and, and, time. <laughs> and even then, he, you know, did his best to save Sandra. So I was not concerned that he would turn them in, but I was like, you should. Like, I don't care if <laughs> you do. <laughs> they would deserve it. They would deserve it at this point. Um, I, I, I truly love this quick thinking, though. Wait, you're mad at me? No, no, I really did see you. Really? KC, like, this kid, so quick on his feet, so quick on his feet. Uh, it actually pissed me off listening to Alice and Ellie and all of them talking about like you think he's gonna turn us in and the way they're talking about him made me angry because i was like when is this kid ever turned coat on anyone when you know what i mean not a once you have not been able to get lex on the things he's done because casey had his back every time yeah okay like he has always been able willing to take the punch for whoever was involved in the scheme with him or did it themselves he still always covered them you have no right to talk about him this way he de- you deserve to have him turn you in but he's too good for that yep they didn't deserve his protection snitches get stitches <laughs> casey, casey would was, never he never no. never nope. it's, yeah it's ridiculous how they keep having to go at him because he, he never, he never has. yeah i'm tired of them making some deal out too and it pissed me off because uh, I had seen this one first before I'd seen much of Casey's past. So the way these guys talked about him, the first time I saw this episode, I was a little concerned. I was like, oh boy, they talk about him like he can't be trusted. That's yeah. They say it in every episode. Casey can't be trusted. Casey can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, he might turn them in. But then when I went back and watched the other seasons, I was like, how dare you? How dare you yeah. talk mm-hmm. about him that way? And I love, I love the Guardian's reaction. Like, my boyfriend talked to you? What to you? How dare he? I have even made new clothes. Fantastic, actually, yeah. I got a makeover. (laughs) I got a new outfit and everything. I even got rid of her, the slag who, you know, betrayed him and stuff. And he's still not talking to me. (laughs) And he chose you. (laughs) You lowly worm. Like, he pissed. Oh, yeah. Joppa, oh, yeah. Joppa, when are you gonna just accept that Zoot would pick anyone over you? <laughs> yeah, he just aimed that into you, honey. <laughs> just not in the yeah. My favorite part is when um he's he's talking to Luke about it. Like I don't understand, and he's like, "Go, I need to talk to my boyfriend. I need to beg him to pick up the phone. I'm gonna explode him with text. Please, Zoot, talk to me." <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, picking Casey to be his oracle is like the most extreme version of Facebook stalking I've ever heard. Right? (laughs) Give it up, Java. (laughs) 
suit literally ghosted you, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice insight into how uh, in love with his own delusion Jaffa has become. That he would even believe that his suit talked to Casey. <laughs> like, that's how desperately into his own delusion he's falling. Yes. And the relationship he created for Zoot, that he will latch on to anything that, you know, maybe Zoot is trying to communicate with him, you know? And, um, like, Zoot would approve that I tried to get rid of the harlot. <laughs> like, oh boy. So I do like that, you know, for the plot, if that's where mm-hmm. they're taking it. Like, it's a, it, he doesn't go crazy out of nowhere. You see that he is falling in love with what he's created and losing mm-hmm. himself to it. Because, uh, you know, an earlier Jaffa wouldn't have bought this at all if this is what no. Casey had told him. He would have been like, mm-hmm. Zoot doesn't talk. He's dead. Come on. He doesn't talk he's to anybody. He's dead, bro. Right? Like- <laughs> yeah, I pretend he's talking to me, but it's all yeah, like- Come on. You know, but this Zoot, <laughs> he's so far along the rabbit hole of just in love with what he's mm. created that he wants to believe it, you know, and because he was able to construct this reality for himself, you know, and now he's starting to believe it. Yeah. Like I said, this is a, you know, we started seeing a few episodes of him, uh, that spiral starting. And now he's just latching on to anything that can keep him close. Does he, re- do you, he probably really thinks that KCC, like, genuinely believes it. He wants to. I mean, he's becoming exactly yeah. what he was talking about to Ebony. People will want to believe in something. Mm-hmm. And he has always wanted to believe in Zoot, and yeah. he always wanted to believe that he was in, like Zoot saw him, that he was important to Zoot. And it's possible these two never even had a conversation, but it's what he wanted to believe. And he was able to craft, you know, he just built up a little fantasy world for himself. And then look what he was able to accomplish with his yeah. fantasy world. And then it's just you slip further and further down that rabbit hole, believing your own delusion about something until you can't even tell it's a lie anymore because you've told it to yourself so many times. You're rewriting history, rewriting your reality around you. He's been able to accomplish so much with his delusion. Why wouldn't he start to believe in it? That, that's fair. Sorry, my brain just keeps going back to Casey. It was just such a brilliant move on his part. I love how Casey pretends that he's the information is being dragged out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, like like he's not ready to give up the ghost, but then you know <laughs> he lets Jaffa threaten him, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, and it's like he he knew what he was doing. He was so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so good at it. Like, he's so good at what he does. Yes, yeah. he's so good. So good. He knows how interrogation tactics work. You don't give up all the information right away. You pretend mm-hmm. it's being pulled out of you. Think about all the times he was probably, you know, in juvenile hall or something. Yep. I'm just going to pretend that I'm scared of your nunchucks. Yes, the nunchucks. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am telling you. Like, I, I laughed. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I, I can't Sorry, take Sabine, you seriously, it was so funny. Sir. <laughs> like I, I picture him in the in the mirror practicing, you know, his his sick moves and like uh, I still say yeah. they're a relic. It's I was holding when Sue died. That's I was rolling that. out of the bed laughing. <laughs> See, good, good, good. Where did those come from? Right. <laughs> they, oh. Sir. No, it does not. It does not. Room. <laughs> yeah, it does not present the image that you think it does, sir. No. 
But we had that, evolved to mean. bow staffs in this reality. We're not allowed to have real <laughs> weapons. What is this? I just cannot get the last time we, we saw those unchecked out of my head because that was, you know, the last time I remember seeing them was when Zoot died. <laughs> how, would he, how would he know? So it's so weird that he has them. It is weird that he has them, but I guarantee no thought was put behind this. Like, no, because that's not. Don't yeah. give it any meaning. There was nobody on the set was thinking. Nobody was like, "Oh my gosh, think of the symbolism behind." Nobody. What? Nobody. He needs a weapon. Yeah. What weapon do we have on hand? I refuse to give it more meaning than, "Hey, this is a cool prop. This will make him look tough." That was all it, it was. No, it doesn't make him. It doesn't. No, as Lance said that, earlier, that, that, that it, must no. have been what it was, though. That Jaffa thought, "Oh, those will make me look tough." Yeah, well, for sure, right. that's they what he thought. But they work in movies, so surely this will impress a <laughs> little boy. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if the writer and the creator forgot where those nunchucks even came from. Right. Mm. It was just a leftover prop. <laughs> It's the fans who are like, oh my gosh, those were last seen the night Sue died. It must mean something. Like, nah, no, it don't. No, it don't. No, it's not even, it's not even scary. It doesn't it mean it doesn't, nothing. It doesn't do what they want it to do. It would be a lot scarier if he had nothing in his hand. And he was, you know, no, no, sir. This is not, <laughs> these do not belong to you. Uh, I will say this. Now, I don't know if this is purposeful. Again, I do think the one thing that season three does good, uh, does well, is the way a cult leader thinks and the way they devolve. So I want to give them some credit here. Watching uh, Jaffa go from somebody who was frightening simply with his words and his lack of physical mm -hmm. action, the things he could get done, he didn't have to move. All he had to do was speak. And he was quite frightening at what he could accomplish with yeah. that. In the silence, the quiet, he was so reserved in how he handled things. So when he raised his voice, it actually was a little like, oh boy, you've upset him. To where he's becoming now, he's less frightening. There's, he's not that scary. He's not the enigma you thought he was. And as he's unraveling and having to resort to trying to be physical to scare people. I like that because it's, it's ripping away the mask and the mystery and showing us what he actually is. And giving mm -hmm. an eye view of how some of his followers might be seeing the shroud be pulled away as well. You know, for example, Luke, seeing this yeah. isn't the guy I thought yeah. he was. He's just another human. He's just another kid struggling, trying to figure things out, just as confused and scared. And so I think that's actually done well because, like we said, he's not intimidating in the scene. Casey is controlling this this. Uh, interrogation, you know, and yet Jaffa is the most physical we have seen him be, and we're not afraid of him. Yeah. You know, wow. you know that's a good point. I think, I, I think that might have partially been the goal, though, you know, to have Jaffa think he would be threatening this way. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that is something that had to, might have been purposeful as you break him down mm -hmm. to where he will end up. Casey for the win. Yes. I, I give this I give the gold stars this episode to Trudy for her performance, Bray for actually doing what needs to be done and living up to everyone thinking he's a leader. For once he actually <laughs> was one. I give it to Ryan for his sassy side eye. <laughs> sassy Ryan. <Yep. laughs> and Casey. <laughs> yes. Yep. Everybody else can take a flying leap. <laughs> Ooh.
Well done, Harry. <laughs> well done, Harry. Yes, so sorry, Harry. We love you. We you love you. You quite a bad. You hand. did a wonderful. <laughs> we see yeah, your we... efforts, Harry. <laughs> yeah. You even gave us that tiny little Casey and Patsy moment. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. that's true. That's true. Two gold stars for effort. <laughs> it's it's like the gladiators of Rome. We who are about to die through the rest of the season, we salute you, Harry. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Come back soon. Does security ever improve anymore from here? No! After these two massive incidents. One time. time. The one time when he said something. The moment when they need to get in and get out when the bomb is about to go off. That's when security is suddenly working. (laughs) And people have to knock holes through walls. They could have left so many times before that crucial moment, but... (laughs) And I still don't even know if the sewer got an entrance is guarded. <laughs> I don't know, but the basement's free. No to matter. this day, it's still unguarded. It's still unguarded. To this day. At least in the beginning, yeah. they put in enough effort to find, you know, Jack crawling through the air vents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm That's telling you. True. Those first few episodes, they did strong. a good they job. Good. They were yeah. strong. Like, they yeah. can't get out of here. And then after that, I was like, wait a minute. I think they can. I think they can get out quite often. <laughs> I think people can get in, too. It's, it's just, <laughs> seriously, this is just a sit-in at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get out of our house. We're not leaving. Squatters. <laughs> Okay, cool. That brings Series 3, Episode 17 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in the future episode of the podcast, please do send us a message on our Facebook page, on our website, or on our Instagram, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for Episode 18. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.